0: Do you love movies? Do you love TV? Do you love when people give their opinions about your favorite movies and TV shows? And you'll love Nadie and Katie at the Movies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another brand new episode of Nadie and Katie at the Movies. I'm your host, Nathan, a.k.a. Nadie, of course. And with me, as always, on this journey of movies and TV, is my good friend,
1: Katie. Hi, Katie. How are you? Mm, I'm great. Sorry, I'm just eating some Doritos.
0: Well, you haven't eaten during an episode in in a really long time, so I was about to... Yeah, I've been starving. I was about to give you an award for not eating for so long, but I guess... Guess I got to get rid of that.
1: Things are going well, and um, I feel like the the weather's gotten warmer, which has been really great. Except, I don't know what it was like in North Carolina, but today was one of those weird days where it's like thirty degrees in the morning and seventy degrees in the afternoon.
0: Yeah, we we've had those types of days as well. Yeah, it's it's crazy weather, but you know it's crazier. The fact that I enjoy this show so much that we've been watching because it's a cartoon and Star Wars. And you would think that Star Wars and cartoons wouldn't really go together. I don't know why you would think that. I'm just trying to make a reason as to why somebody Uh might not like this. But the show we're talking about, of course, is Star Wars Clone Wars. We've been watching, again, all the Star Wars movies and TV shows in chronological order. And that is why we have made it to season three season four, and that's right, season five. It's a three-season episode today.
1: And let's clarify, Nathan mentioned this last episode, but we are following a guide, which I believe he posted, um, because you're probably thinking, how do you two have time to watch three seasons of a TV show? (laughs) Well, one, I'm a stay home mom. But two, because we did not watch, admittedly, did not watch every episode. We watched essential episodes, which I guess according to the site we found, I don't know what they deem as essential, but I would agree that it had a lot of core thematic things, I suppose, in these episodes. But admittedly, I also did, it was such a good show. I'm just going to go right into that. I have to admit, it's such a good show that I watched some that I didn't have to.
0: I think they call them essential episodes because again, The episodes that we aren't watching, I guess, would be considered fillers. And the episodes that we are watching are considered arcs. So, like, they have a basic storyline attached to two or three or four or five episodes in a row. So that's why they're called essential. And they actually give you hints of things that will happen in the future in the Star Wars lore, which is why I really enjoy the show a lot, because it really does dive into that Star Wars lore. So let's get right into... Season three, season four, season five, I will do the synopsis as quickly as possible. So season three starts off with the separatists trying to steal the DNA of the clones to try to build basically their own army of clones, which kind of in a way tells you what's going to happen in the future, because when you first watch the show, you're like, hey, those guys look like stormtroopers, but they're not stormtroopers yet. They're actually the good guys. And so there's that. And then later on in this season, you get a little backstory about uh, Ventress, the apprentice of Count Dooku. She goes to her night sisters, which is a basically witches. She's a witch, essentially, like an alien witch. And so she goes to them for some help. And then at the end of this season, there is the attack on the Citadel, the Jedi Citadel, which Obi-Wan and Kenobi and Anakin and Ahsoka... Ahsoka, not Ashoka. Ahsoka have to go and defend, but also these clones have been training for this forever. That's kind of the whole point of clones. So they also help with the Citadel. Going to season four, there's three arcs that happen in this. And again, it's about clones, but this time it's a bunch of clones that have been working under Anakin Skywalker for this really long time, but Anakin has to not be there. So they're, they're, uh, working under the Jedi, I put in quotes because I'll tell you in a little bit the Jedi Krell, who really doesn't like clones. And then you find out that he's actually secretly working with Count Dooku and the higher up guy, which is the Emperor. And so he's actually not a good guy. He's actually a Sith. Anakin, Ahsoka, and Obi Wan Kenobi have to investigate the trade deals and everything. So they go undercover. And this is when Anakin starts slowly going into the dark side because he remembers when he was a kid, he was a slave. And he's kind of questioning the Jedi and how they, you know, abandon people sometimes. And when that happens, Ahsoka meets with Death Watch to exact, re- exact revenge on Dooku for something he did because he's a bad guy. And that brings us to season five, which is the official reveal of Darth Maul's return. That's right, Darth Maul's back and he has his brother Savage.
1: Okay, hold on. Let's let's clarify. I need to pause. Darth Maul does not return. Only half of Darth Maul returns.
0: Well, yeah, because he got in half. <laughs> and he's not too happy about that, <laughs> yeah. which you know, with good reason. He's he now is the bionic Maul because he has half of his body is robotic and Um, That fun stuff. But yeah, his brother is uh, is cleverly named Savage, which is basically just savage. But, you know, he's French. And so he returns and they team up with the Death Watch, which is basically the bad end of the Mandalorians, which we'll get into when we get to the Mandalorian. Darth Maul and Savage are, are basically killing a lot of people and they're trying to create this big underworld syndicate of bad people team up with the death watch they get to betrayed by the death watch guy but then the tables get turned once again where darth maul basically kills the head of the death watch and takes control and there's one uh mandalorian person bo katan which we'll see later in the live action mandalorian show she doesn't like that darth maul's in charge now so she goes with a bunch of other people and actually ends up teaming up with the Jedi's and so that was pretty cool but then season five ends very heartbreakingly with Ahsoka being framed with blowing up the Jedi temple it's very sad because she thinks this whole time that the Jedi order is betraying her because they're not really defending her that well they basically think she's guilty right out the gate even though she keeps on saying that she didn't do it because she didn't do it and so yeah the season ends with Ahsoka, uh, almost about to be found guilty of this crime, but of course they find the real culprit because it's this random lady who was friends, no, not a random lady, was friends with Ahsoka early on in the seasons, but because she feels that the Jedi have lost her way, she said that she had to blow up the temple and she was framing Ahsoka the whole time.
1: Well, and she's not even really the true victim. I feel like the true bad guy is... Is and we're left on a cliffhanger at the end of all this because there's that cloaked, like a person comes who's clearly a Jedi based on all their moves and takes the cloak of Asajj and like attacks and frames Ahsoka right at the end. She like, and so we don't. I don't think we found out who was under that cloak, did we? Yes,
0: yeah, so it, it was her friend because her friend who? stole Vas- Vas- Asajj's lightsabers. That was the whole. That was the whole thing. She was in the cloak. She was (laughs) she was because she said her mentor died because she was training to be a jet. Did you not pay did you not? Yeah, maybe I fell asleep.
1: Maybe I fell asleep. I feel like I (laughs) I have no idea what you're
0: talking. (laughs) (laughs) That was that was kind of the whole point um <laughs> i think what you're th- i think what you're thinking of is the wife of the husband who was forced to eat the nano dro- drone whatever yeah yeah,
1: yeah came yeah.
0: the bomb now that may be who you're thinking of that damn. is what i was thinking of <laughs> i just really funny because i like, think that's kind of the whole point she's found not guilty because this person confesses and so the jedi council were like hey this was actually your big test that's what mace windows Windu says Unbeknownst to you, this was actually your test, and you passed. And Ahsoka's like, uh, "You didn't know you,
1: you was murdered it? a bunch. You murdered a bunch of people as a test." And
0: so she, so they basically say, "Because you passed, hey, you can come back to the Jedi Order." And Anakin, you know, hands her a little hair thingy in her hair, and he's like, "I want you to come back." And she's like, uh, "No, I'm not coming back." And so that's basically how they end. The season, they end the season with Ahsoka leaving, officially leaving the Jedi Order and Anakin's obviously upset. So this probably pushes him even more into the dark side. So we'll see what happens in season six and season seven. Obviously, we know what happens, but we'll see how it happens in those seasons. So that is my probably not short synopsis of season three, season four, season five. So let's dive right into what we liked and what we didn't like. Katie, what did you not like about season three, season four, and season five?
1: Well, first of all, I want to compliment you by saying that I do, for three seasons, I believe that was a pretty short synopsis. And if you had to make it even shorter, this whole, I feel like this whole thing, all of seasons three, four, and five, is like, it's just another iteration, like from season one and two of like the Republic versus the separatists and it does a good job throughout all three seasons to like show you there's good and bad on both sides i feel like they did a really good job there to say hey there's some things the republic does that's not like a little sketchy And, and then i do feel like another huge overarching thematic thing is that like the jedi are starting to realize should we be involved in this war because by being involved they're no longer really fulfilling the role of what a Jedi is supposed to do. They're being used as, like, soldiers. Um, so, yeah, I feel like it was interesting. I do like, you know, every season had its villains more so. Like, some of the, I think maybe episode or season three was more Separatist versus Republic. Then we had more, like, Darth Maul as the bad guy. And then we also had the Death Watch as the bad guy and a few <laughs> Um, I liked it. I don't have many uh, critiques. I don't think I'm sure I could come up with some if I really think about it more, but my immediate reaction is just positive. I was like wishing I had more time and wanting to now go back and watch the non essential bluff out of curiosity.
0: Yeah, there was one thing I forgot to mention, and that was the sad, sad episode where Obi Wan Kenobi had to see. Satine, his love interest, murdered at the hands of, I think it was, I don't know if Darth Maul killed her. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, he killed her in front of Obi Wan Kenobi because he thought that that would probably push him over the line, which it didn't, surprisingly. Like, I was like, well, is Obi Wan Kenobi going to have a moment? And he kind of got over it pretty quick. <laughs>
1: listen that's because Obi-Wan Kenobi is a true Jedi and he tells Anakin this and that's what makes Anakin not a good Jedi it's like you're not supposed to get attached to people you're not supposed to be fun lives you're not supposed to be emotional and so he
0: doesn't but then you also find out that Satine was the sister of Bo-Katan who is a member of Death Watch Katie and I were discussing this the other day that I really hope some of these characters show up in the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show coming out Next month, which is yeah, I feel
1: like funny. they have to, they've got to show up.
0: Well, I, I'm thinking Ahsoka yes, for sure has to show up. Ahsoka has to show up because they're going to have Anakin as in between being Anakin still and officially being Darth Vader, even though Revenge of the Sith kind of introduces that. But I think he'll still be in that in between phase of becoming this iconic character. But that's neither here nor there because that show hasn't arrived yet. We're talking about the Clone Wars. So I'll talk about what I didn't like and what I did like. I'm gonna go basically with what Katie said. There isn't really anything I didn't like about this show. I really I, enjoyed... I thought of one. Uh-oh.
1: You you brought up one that I had forgotten about, which is it's pretty violent for a TV show. And then especially you corrected yourself before we started recording that it's not even PG 14, it's actually just PG. And there's multiple like murder scenes. One of the episodes, there's like genocide. Uh so I I do feel like it's pretty mature for a cartoon. Um, especially one that's not like a warning. Like, you know, some of these it's like, okay, you don't have to be just because you're a cartoon, you doesn't mean you have to be nonviolent. But you, you would think that with the kind of bloodshed type vibe that's happening, that there would be a little bit of a warning. I don't know. All this to say, I my nieces are five and seven, and they are whole family's big Star Wars fans. And I said you should watch Clone Wars, and then I, I stopped and it was like, actually, I would definitely not allow you, a five and seven year old to watch this. So maybe that's my critique. Is there's pretty adult like like the stabbing? You just watch. It's not off screen. It's like you watch a woman get stabbed with a lightsaber right through the heart in front. I mean, it's pretty graphic.
0: Well, I mean, to be fair, it, there is a rating on the top of the screen: TV PG. So there's that warning, I guess. And this is also coming from a cartoon that's also that's coming from a movie series that had a guy chopped in half and he fell down a chasm and you saw him fall in half. You have a guy gets his arm cut off by a lightsaber. You see that happen. There's people who get their limbs chopped off all the time. So it's not like it's not surprising. And again, I don't think this was actually shown on like the regular cartoon network. I think it was, there was like a teen version or adult swim. I don't know. I'll have to do research before I say these things, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't like on the regular cartoon network when it first aired. So I don't think it was as easily accessible as we probably think it was, but yeah, Yeah. still it is, it is pretty violent and it's a Disney plus and, you know but now they have the uh, the parental controls on disney plus which a lot of people are making a big deal about because they're like it's disney we, there shouldn't be parental controls but there should be Have you not seen the marvel movies that are on there before they did that
1: if you've listened to any of our podcasts from like marvel it's not shocking that my negative would be the violence that's consistently nathan's favorite part so i mean i will admit nathan um I- you're going to get into positives now, right? Because the there was some really epic lightsaber battles. Like, I don't like the violence. I don't really care. Like, a lot of times I fast forward through the battle scenes. But there was a lot of Jedi on, Jedi on Sith, Jedi on Jedi battles that I was like, no, this is actually pretty epic.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I think they do a really good job at getting you invested in a cartoon. They do really compelling storylines. They just keep your attention with the battles and you know, the voiceover work is, is really, really good. I think they, again, they got really good people to, to do these voiceovers. And it kind of makes me not want to go back to the live action prequel movies because then I'll have to deal with Hayden Christensen again and his crazy monotone Anakin Skywalker because the guy they have doing Anakin Skywalker and clone wars actually makes you like Anakin Skywalker because he actually has vocal inflection in his voice. And it's not just always, Oh my gosh. Yes, master. Of course, master. I'm sorry, master. And we're about to, you know, we're about to talk about what our homework's going to be. And it'll be interesting because it'll be a back and forth of sorts between cartoon and live action. So we'll have to deal with Hayden Christensen again. But I think that's what the likes and dislikes of season three, four, and five of Clone Wars. We both really enjoy it.
1: I really think it's cool. Like, if you're sitting here saying, what's the point? It's weird. Like, I felt, I'm going to be honest, I was not excited about watching it because I thought, how is it going to be relevant to, like, the universe, like, the Star Wars world? But it is really cool how they just slowly, I mean, it is, like, almost like molasses, but in a good way of showing Anakin's, like, dark side.
0: Yeah, and another thing is, I, I think it's cool that we kind of get to see how the clones become stormtroopers. Because again, they start off as the good guys, but you know that these clones are actually going to become the stormtroopers. So it is a cool show. It is cool to see where things are going to lead up to, which again, I know was a negative of mine with the prequel movies. But again, I think this cartoon does a really good job at not shoehorning connections they just do it very subtly and i think the live action kind of shoehorned it i don't know but so that's yeah. clone wars season three four and five. Is.
1: are we gonna rate it because we did not rate it last time
0: we can rate it do you want to rate it
1: i want to rate it if you want to rate it
0: sure let's rate it <laughs> hey, what would you give season <laughs> what would you give season three four and five of Clone Wars, how many Grogus? I would
1: probably say I'm gonna lump in one and two. So it's Clone Wars from one to five, one through five. I'm gonna give it a solid four and a half. Cause like if I'm comparing it to like other things I could watch, it's good, but it's not like the first thing I would turn to on the TV.
0: Oh, it is for me. No, it's not. But it is still very good. And I would actually give it a higher rating. Of 5.5 Grogu's out of six. Actually, you know what? Scratch that. I'm giving it six because I really thoroughly enjoy this show. And I do want to, I eventually do want to go back and watch the ones we haven't been watching, but I think it just does a really good job of connecting everything. And so our homework is going to be season six, season seven, and there's a bit of a twist. Because there's something else I'm going to post on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And that is, someone has found a way that you can watch Season 7 of Clone Wars and Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. That's right, Episode 3, the live-action movie, at the exact same time. So, that's going to be interesting. And I'm actually really pretty interested to see how that actually does fit together. because. That means that Season 7 not only takes place before Revenge of the Sith, but also during and a little bit after Revenge of the Sith. So I'm pretty excited about that. So that's our homework. Clone Wars Season 6, Season 7 with Revenge of the Sith in the mix of that. So Katie, what's this (laughs) epic attempt
1: I'm excited. I'm I'm sure that our spouses cuz I always like to watch the movies with Scott. I don't make him watch the TV shows, but I'm sure he's going to love it when I'm like, "Okay, hold on. Pause, pause, pause. We got to go back to the TV show. We'll finish watching the movie later."
0: Yeah, my whenever my wife is sitting down and I'm watching Clone Wars, she likes to make fun of it. And I'm like, "Please stop." Huh. She likes Please to make stop. fun of it. She's like, huh. "I
1: think it's oh. pretty good."
0: She's like over dramatic about it and stuff cuz she thinks it's over dramatic.
1: There are some parts, but I think it's pretty good. Uh, I'm excited, and uh, again, I don't have any off the top of my head, but once again, loved <clears throat> that there's a quote at the beginning of every episode, so I, and it always kind of foreshadows. So, is there any quotes we could give to foreshadow?
0: When you have trouble breathing, always wear a mask. Thanks for listening to Nadie and Katie at the Movies. Feel free to leave us a review so people can find the show. Follow us on all our social media platforms. And if there's a movie that you wish for us to watch, you can contact us at Nadie and Katie at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.